You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along on today's show. Athlon Sports released their 2021 All-SEC teams for the football season. We'll run through some of the guys they have on their list. Also, a big weekend of SEC baseball as we play out the final series of the regular season. All 14 teams were in action last night. I'll tell you where we stand heading into the final two games of the weekend. And CBS Sports ranked their top 65 Power 5 head coaches. We'll run through where all the 14 SEC coaches fell in their rankings. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this show as soon as it comes out each and every day. And also a reminder to check out some of our great other uh, SEC podcasts for specific schools like Locked on LSU, Locked on Razorbacks, Locked on Gators. Find them all wherever you find your podcasts. All right, let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Around the conference. One note before we get to the Athlon Sports All SEC team, Tennessee added some depth at linebacker yesterday as the Vols have added another defender to their depth chart via the transfer portal. After they landed former Texas linebacker Juwan Mitchell a couple weeks ago, Tennessee has now landed a commitment from former Michigan linebacker William Mohan. Mohan announced his decision yesterday. The New York native played one season for the Wolverines after signing with Jim Harbaugh's program in the 2020 class. He has one career tackle, appeared in one game, but some added depth for Josh Heupel's crew over in Knoxville. Athlon Sports, they just revealed their 2021 All-SEC team selections in their latest uh, preseason college football magazines. Athlon notes that these are based on how players are projected to perform during the season, uh, not on previous accomplishments. The breakdown of selections per team, Alabama ends up with 15 guys, Georgia with 15 guys, LSU and AM with nine, Kentucky and Auburn and Ole Miss, along with Mississippi State, all with eight. Just give you some of the names. Of course, many names you will recognize on their first team offense for Athlon. Quarterback Matt Corral at Ole Miss, so they opt to put him ahead of JT Daniels and others, but Matt Corral, first-team offense. Running backs, they've got two, Isaiah Spiller from Texas A&M and Kevin Harris from South Carolina. All-purpose, they list Jerry Ely from Ole Miss. Two wide receivers, Kayshawn Booty from LSU and John Mechie from Alabama. Tight end, Jalen Widemeyer from Texas A&M. And your offensive linemen include Michael Maietti from Mizzou, Kenyon Green at Texas A&M, Evan Neal at Alabama, Darian Kennard at Kentucky, and Jamari uh, Salyer at Georgia. So that's your first team offense in Athlon's All-SEC preview uh, team. Their first team defense on the D-line, you got DeMarvin Leal from Texas A&M, Zachary Carter from Florida, Kingsley, and Enigbari, always struggle with that, South Carolina, Jordan Davis from Georgia. Linebackers, some very familiar names, Jacoby McLean from Auburn, Christian Harris from Alabama, Grant Morgan from Arkansas, and Will Anderson, also from Alabama. And in the secondary, Derek Stingley Jr. coming in at corner from LSU. Kyra Elam over at Florida. And then your two safeties, Jordan Battle from Alabama and Jalen Catalan from Arkansas. First-team specialists, LSU kicker Cade York. Georgia punter Jake Camarda. 
And your kick returner, Velas Jones from Tennessee, and Anias Smith is your punt returner from Texas A&M. So that's your first-team offense, defense, and special teams. Just some other names of note on their second-team offense. Quarterback Bryce Young from Alabama. I'm surprised they put him ahead of um, JT Daniels. Uh, they actually list Emory Jones as the fourth-team quarterback, but we won't go that far. But on the second team, uh, Tank Bigsby from Auburn running back and Zamir White, Georgia running back coming in there. Anaya Smith listed as an all-purpose guy for Texas A&M. And Traylon Burks, wide receiver at Arkansas. Jermaine Burton, wide receiver at Georgia. Just uh, some names of note there. You can check them all out, I'm sure, at Athlon Sports website. But uh, no surprise there. A lot of talent in the SEC heading into uh, next football season. A couple other notes uh, round out around the conference. LSU continues to bolster their coaching staff as Coach O uh, has a new addition. Recent Detroit Lions running backs coach Kyle Kasky is heading to LSU as an offensive analyst. Kasky spent the last two years as the Lions running back coach, and before that he was with the Cincinnati Bengals. Kasky was promoted running backs coach in 2013 in Cincinnati, worked with 1,000-yard rushers Joe Mixon and Jeremy Hill. He's a Texas A&M graduate, and uh, early in his career was a defensive grad assistant, but he will join LSU staff as an analyst. And Auburn, multiple outlets reporting their senior cornerback Mario Damio is entering in the transfer portal. Doesn't mean necessarily he's going to leave. He signed in Auburn's 2020 class as a JUCO transfer from Blinn College, much like Cam Newton did. He's rated as a four-star prospect, 24-7 uh, sports JUCO, and had 19 scholarship offers. During the 2020 season, he appeared four games, recording eight tackles. And lastly, if you missed this, the SEC announced on Wednesday it has provided each school a $23 million supplemental revenue distribution to help mitigate the financial impact of the COVID pandemic on the SEC athletic programs. The SEC is using future conference revenues to give the one-time supplement for the 2020-21 fiscal year distributions. It uh, basically is designed to help offset a portion of all that lost revenue that each school experienced during the COVID pandemic. Revenue shortfalls varied across all SEC schools, but averaged around $45 million per SEC athletic program. So you, know, you lost an average of $45 million, but you get a check for $23 million should help kind of offset some of those losses. And there you go. That is around the conference. When we come back, we're going to get into some of the baseball action we saw last night. Some really good ones, including a walk-off win for Vanderbilt. We'll discuss all that next. And a little bit later, we'll get into CBS uh, Sports ranking the top 65 Power 5 head coaches. We'll run through where the SEC coaches all ranked in that. That's coming up. Bet online. We tell you guys all the time they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The NBA playoffs are happening. You can get in on all the action and you can get all the latest news and odds at betonline.ag. They've got uh, NBA, NHL, UFC, MLB, whatever you want to get in on, they have got it for you. Before the next pitch or the next tip off in the NBA, head over to Bet Online 
on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all their great sporting news, sign-up bonuses. they got contest info, all kinds of stuff. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head over to betonline.ag. You can head to their website right now. Do so on your mobile device. You can sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's BetOnline. They are your online sportsbook experts. We're all along here, locked on SEC. Final weekend of SEC baseball got underway last night with all 14 teams in action. Walk-off uh, win as well. So let's jump into it. Let's recap what happened last night. And we start with Texas A&M and Auburn. Both those teams vying for that final spot in the SEC tournament. And both teams did a good job of staying alive. Texas A&M, they beat LSU 2-1 to in College Station. While Auburn beat up on Missouri in Columbia. I think the uh, last I saw was 9-2. to in fact, the game's still going on right now, so we'll get you a final as soon as it goes final. But uh, both teams, I uh, assume Auburn's going to go on to win that one. Both teams will be 9-19 and in the conference. Mizzou all but done with their season falling to 7-21, and but Auburn's Ryan Bliss matched a career high of four RBIs in that game. For Texas A&M, Aggie first baseman Will Frizzell hit an opposite field home run off LSU in the bottom of the eighth to put the Aggies ahead for good 2-1. to for their eventual win, uh, one thing to keep an eye on for LSU, they pulled their ace, Landon Marceau, after just four, four innings last night, going to the bullpen. So Coach Paul Maneri making, uh, maybe thinking about potentially saving Marceau to have him ready to go for an early week appearance in the SEC tournament in a couple of days. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, number one, Arkansas. They took care of number nine, Florida, 6-1 to one in Fayetteville with the game tied 3-1 to one in the bottom of the eighth. Caden Wallace crushed a three-run homer to leave nothing in doubt. Kevin Copps continued his dominance out of the bullpen to shut down the Gators with the win. Arkansas, they clinch at minimum a share of the SEC West title, so the number one team just keeps on rolling in Arkansas. Number 10, Mississippi State. They took care of Alabama 4-2. Tanner Allen had a two-RBI double in the seventh to give the Bulldogs a 4-1 lead. Landon Sims shut things down in the ninth for Mississippi State as they win 4-2. Number 13, Ole Miss. They shut down Georgia 2-0. Ole Miss started Doug Nikhazy Nikhazy outstanding last night, going seven shutout innings, allowing just four hits, no runs, to go with a career-high 13 strikeouts. So he is certainly gearing up for and getting ready into postseason form. Number four, Tennessee. They took their series opener on the road at number 21, South Carolina. Remember the Gamecocks opening up their park this week to 100% capacity, but that did not seem to matter for the Vols as they won 10-4 to snap an 11-game skid on the road against the Gamecocks. Wes Clark hit his 21st home run of the season for South Carolina. He's crushing it. Luke Lipschitz, he hit his 10th home run of the year for the Vols. So Tennessee wins their series opener. And uh, number two, Vandy. Kumar Rocker and Vandy, they were cruising against Kentucky Kentucky until John Rhodes hit a game-tying two-run homer off Rocker in the sixth. So we're all knotted up at two. We went on to the ninth inning. Kentucky loaded the bases up in the top of the ninth 
but unable to scratch across a run in the bottom of the ninth. Troy Lanive hit a walk-off two-run homer for Vandy to win it 4-2 over Kentucky. So congrats to uh, the Vanderbilt Commodores taking care of business. And uh, just one note to pass along here uh, for SEC Baseball. I did see single-session tickets to next week's SEC Baseball Tournament are available for purchase starting tomorrow, Saturday at 6 p.m. Central or uh, basically one hour after the conclusion of the last game of the SEC Baseball regular season on Saturday. So the SEC Baseball Tournament coming back to the Hoover Met all next week. SEC continually attentive to the changing circumstances related to COVID-19. They will monitor attendance each day, continue to make tickets available based on uh, supporting a healthy environment for fans. But single session reserve tickets will sell for $24 each. And get them at secticketoffice.com. A limited number of tickets will be made available at the gate for each session of the tournament. Box office opens at 8.30 a.m. Central Tuesday morning. But uh, all tickets purchased online will be mobile tickets. You'll have to show them on your phone. Permanent seating like chairback and bleacherback in the stadium will be reserved seats. In past years, bleacherback seats have been general admission seating, but for this year, they will be reserved Face coverings are expected for non-vaccinated individuals when entering and exiting the stadium, as well as in non-seated public spaces like the concourses, restrooms, and all that. But consistent with CDC guidelines, if you're vaccinated, you will not be required to wear a face covering. And uh, last thing, although there will be no FanFest activities in the Finley Center this year due to COVID protocols, a limited number of fan entertainment activities will be held outside the Finley Center throughout the week. And the SEC's clear bag policy will be in effect for the SEC baseball tournament. So just want to pass that along. If anybody listening is heading to Hoover for um, what should be a heck of a week of baseball. I mean, the SEC is stacked and loaded as it is, as we've seen the past few weeks throughout conference play. And the SEC tournament never disappoints. Should be a really fun one starting up next week. And we'll update you day by day of everything that's going on. But uh, there you go. All 14 teams got game one of their Final weekend series out of the way last night. We'll see who can uh, take the games tonight and on Saturday. All right, when we return here on Locked On SEC, we will uh, get to that ranking of CBSSports.com, ranking the uh, 65 Power 5 head coaches. Tell you where all the SEC coaches came in. Stay with us. Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. What is your favorite? Obviously, Built Bar, they've got nine delicious flavors. And when you talk to somebody who's a fan of a Built Bar, they're definitely passionate about what their favorites are. Double chocolate, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel. Go check them out. There's something for everyone. Obviously, the mint brownie, one of my favorites. If you haven't tried all the flavors, I recommend order the mixed box. You can go to BuiltBar.com, order a mixed box, and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. See which one will be your favorite. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy too. Most of the flavors packed with 17 grams of protein in them, only 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs. What are you waiting for? Get online, order today, grab that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you will get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Go order them today.
Rocking and rolling here on Locked On SEC. Fun time, man. All the uh, college football season preview guides starting to come out. Some great reading for the car trips, road trips, if you're heading uh, anywhere on summer vacation anytime soon. Start to read up, study those depth charts. Although, man, with the transfer portal, feel bad for my guys at uh, Lindy's and Athlon putting out their season preview guides. Some of them could, you know, depth charts could change very quickly. Some of these guys, you know, either entering the transfer portal and leaving their schools or coming in. I mean, I think of uh, LSU with quarterback T.J. Finley in the transfer portal on his way out. And you got to remove him from the LSU depth chart, but where's he going? You know, Alabama, Arkansas, uh, ton- Auburn, tons of different schools, you know, interested in him. If he ends up on an SEC team, well, you'll have to pencil that in on your uh, on your season preview guide but uh, anyway let's jump into it cbs sports ranking their 2021 college football coaching rankings ranking all the power five coaches ranked 65 all the way to number one let's jump into it and we start with number 65 dead last they've got south carolina coach shane beamer in there and it says while none of our voters Subscribe to their same approach of rankings. Every year we tend to see new coaches without experience running their own program end up on the bottom. Beamer has a very famous name, name, plenty of experience as an assistant at the Power 5 level, but he's never been a, even been a coordinator, which probably hurts him compared to some of the other newcomers. So Shane Beamer comes in at 65. Number 63, Clark Lee from Vanderbilt says the former Commodore returns home for his first head coaching gig after spending the last three years as Notre Dame's defensive coordinator, Lee is taking on one of the toughest jobs at the Power 5 level. And we want him to know we did not hold him uh, taking uh, the Cover 3 podcast co-host Barton Simmons away uh, when filing the ballot. Of course, Barton Simmons working with CBS Sports now, a member of Vanderbilt's front, front office staff. Continuing on with the rankings, number 52... They've got Josh Heupel at Tennessee. It says, unlike the other first-year Power 5 coaches, Josh Heupel comes to Knoxville with head coaching experience. He went 28-8 at UCF with a conference title, and that has boosted his stock up among the CBS Sports voters. Of course, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Heupel's first season at UCF was his best, and the record worsened with each passing season. But Heupel is inheriting a very different situation at Tennessee than the one he found when he inherited it at UCF. So we'll see if Josh Heupel can improve from 52. Coming at number 50, I think this is a little low, but they put Sam Pittman at Arkansas. It says, yes, sir, Pittman is one of the highest climbers this season. He finished last in the rankings last year, but surprised many people by winning three games in his first year in the SEC. Those three conference wins were three more than Chad Morris had in his two seasons and the most the Razorbacks had in a single season since going 3-5 and five in 2016. So Sam Pittman coming in at number 50. I understand they had him dead last and they moved him up to 50 in just a year's time, but I'd have Sam Pittman. I, I'd struggle to find 49 other coaches I would take ahead of Sam Pittman. Coming in at number 43, Missouri, Eli Drinkwitz says, you know what else plays a significant impact? Exceeding expectations. Drinkwitz was ranked number 59 last year in CBS Sports Rankings. And after uh, one year at Appalachian State before getting the Mizzou job, there weren't high expectations for the Tigers last year. But going 5-5, five and five, Drinkwitz jumped up 16 spots in the rankings to number 43. 
Now we start to get into the cream of the crop, into the uh, 30s. Number 33, Mike Leach at Mississippi State. CBS Sports writes, there might not be a more polarizing coach in the rankings. The reasons people have for where they rank Leach covers everything from success on the field to expectations to his personality off the field. Some love him and some maybe overrate him because of that affinity. While others are put off by him and judge him too harshly. Uh, it says uh, one of the writers for CBS Sports had him at number 34 in his ballot. He said, so I can't argue much with the final standing, but I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Mike Leach back into the top 25 of college football rankings next year. Coming in at number 30, Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin says, uh, we thought Lane Kiffin would be higher. Surprised to see that uh, he comes in at number 30. One of the voters had him at number 21 on his ballot, and a large part of that is his teams are fun to watch. You know they're going to try to score a lot of points, and they're probably going to allow a lot of points as well. There is a volatility to Ole Miss games that keeps you locked in. That said, maybe a little too high. But will you be shocked if Lane jumps into the top 25 next year in the CBS Sports coaching rankings? This one we talked about a little bit earlier in the week with our buddy Zach Blackerby, host of Locked on Auburn. But Brian Harson comes in at number 27. And their write-up says it says a lot about Harson, uh, what he was able to do at Boise State, that he nearly cracked the top 25 of these rankings, even though he's never coached at a Power 5 program. But his resume speaks for himself. He went 69-19 and 19 in seven seasons at Boise, won the Mountain West three times with six division titles. He also won a conference title during his lone year at Arkansas State. His track record's great, but we got to see him do it at Auburn. Now we get into our top 25, which uh, actually CBS Sports just put out yesterday, so we jump into it. Coming in at number 22, it's Kentucky head coach Mark Stoops. CBS Sports writes, uh, Old Steady Stoops remains at number 22. Last year, he was one of the biggest climbers in their rankings, coming up from number 39. It doesn't seem like anybody was interested in holding a 5-6 and six season against him last year, but we wonder what will happen if the Wildcats have similar results this year. But Mark Stoops coming in at number 22. We jump all the way up into the top 11. They rank Ed Ogeron at LSU coming in at number 11. It says, well, it's not the biggest fall from one of our coaches, you can argue going from number four last year to number 11 this year in one season is a pretty significant drop. Ogeron went from being one of the on top of the world following a national title win. People wondering how much longer he could last in Baton Rouge. Felt like Coach O couldn't do anything wrong in 2019, and that all balanced out by him not being able to do anything right last year. The truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. Be interesting to see what 2021 brings for Ogeron and the Tigers. Consider, though, Coach Joe was ranked 30th before his national title season, so number 11, pretty good. One spot ahead of him at number 10, they put Dan Mullen at Florida. It says he finally wins the SEC East and drops two spots in the rankings. Being fair to Mullen, his drop was not due to his performance, but rather because two coaches jumped him. While an Eaton Ford record last year was the worst of Mullen's three seasons in Gainesville, you can easily argue it was his best season with the Gators. They say, we're willing to go out on a limb and say that Florida wins the East again this year. Mullen will rise in these rankings again. See, I'd flip him. I'd put Coach O ahead of Dan Mullen just for the simple fact Ogeron won that national championship as a head coach. Dan Mullen has yet to do that. And also last year, while Florida's having a good year, LSU not having a great year, LSU still find a, found a way to win in the swamp. Yeah, I get it. The guy threw the shoe, but I would still put Coach O just one slot ahead of Dan Mullen. I would flip him. 
Coming in at number seven, Kirby Smart at Georgia. CBS Sports says we're starting to see our voters reach the point where Kirby needs to show them more. He advanced to the national championship in his second year with the Bulldogs, recruits at an elite level, but the program has stalled a bit, failed to win the SEC East last year, and enters the 2021 season as a title contender once again. But you can only be a title contender for so long without winning one before patience wears thin. Maybe JT Daniels will be the difference maker this year in Athens. Only two coaches left. They're coming in at number six. Texas A&M head coach Jimbo Fisher says when Jimbo left Florida State for A&M, he said he would compete for national titles. The Aggies got close last year, finishing just outside the college football playoff rankings. It's exactly the kind of trajectory A&M fans want to see in their program, and it sets a new set of expectations of the future. However, this season will be interesting for Jimbo as he replaces a veteran quarterback Still trying to win games in the SEC West. And, of course, coming in at number one, who else? Nick Saban at Alabama. The write-up says if he's not already the greatest to ever do it, it's likely to be considered so when or if he ever hangs up the headset. Just think about it for a bit. Since winning his first national title at LSU in 2003, Saban has never gone three consecutive seasons coaching at the college level without winning at least one national title. That is astounding. What makes it more special and all walks of life experience uh, success. A lot of people, they think they never have to change. If it ain't broke, why would you fix it? But Saban is different. He saw the writing on the wall, realized he had to change the way he approached the game. If he wanted to stay on top, and he continues to do that, and he's still winning because of it. So Alabama head coach Nick Saban coming in at number one, and that is CBS Sports. Check it out at cbssports.com as they rank the top 65 uh, Power 5 head coaches with uh, – all 14 SEC coaches in there. That is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. My thanks to you guys for listening. A reminder, you can get all the sports you, news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked on Today podcast. Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked on Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. That is going to do it for me, Chris Gordy. Appreciate you guys for listening. We'll be back on Monday to recap all the action from the weekend, including... It's going to be a really, really fun weekend of SEC baseball tonight and tomorrow. And we'll recap it all for you on Monday as we get set for the SEC tournament in Hoover coming up next week. You guys have a great weekend. Stay safe. I'll talk to you guys on Monday.